I'm sure at 12, yeah, he was like, actually, the Sabbath is on Saturday, not actually, Sunday. Actually, the Sabbath. <laughs> Sabbath's been made for man and not for man made for the Sabbath. Shut up, Jesus. This is just like, I want to bully my own son. <laughs> Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast, where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unblessed Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. And we are two ex-worship leader lounge singers. We did this segment last week, and we're going to try and do it again. A little, One more a little round. More, Why not? A little bit, little bit more preparation this time. Yeah. Uh, so in the Christian music industry, there are some songs that sound a little more like, I love you, Jesus, date me, rather than <laughs> you are the almighty God of the universe. Please don't destroy me. <laughs> you know. Well, some it, people say that to their girlfriends too, though, <laughs> or wives. <laughs> Please, don't Please don't destroy, destroy me. me. <laughs> so, Scott, I have, I have for us today. I've got a nice little game for us. Okay. Game for you, game for you to play at my expense. Um, oh, at your expense. Okay. Well, now uh, I'm on board. Uh, well, I a game for <laughs> you to play at your expense. I think is what I actually meant. Oh, okay. Well. Um, so I have song lyrics here, and I'm just gonna read them out. Mm-hmm. The first two, I think, are a little bit softballs, but it's going to get a little bit Probably going to whiff. And you're going to have to tell me whether or not it's a secular song. Okay. Or if it's a worship song. Bonus right. points if you can name the song and the artist. Oh, boy. Okay. We'll see yeah. what I can do. Yeah. Are the worship uh, songs at least like in my wheelhouse? Or are they like these newfangled ones? I don't think any of them are new. I think they okay. all would have been on the radio when we... Back in our day. Back in our day. Okay. So the first one. All right. I, I looked for love songs that were vague enough to be, that could be played in a church probably somewhere. Okay. And then Christian songs that were vague enough to be love songs. Got it. Okay. I'm so, ready. All right. Secular or worship. You're giving me a million reasons to let you go. You're giving me a million reasons to quit the show. You're giving me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons. Giving me a million reasons about a million reasons. Oh, Lady Gaga, million okay, reasons. Okay, yeah, right, that's just come that's on. Just a pa- that's Switch. a palate tester. That's a palate tester. <laughs> All right, we'll it does sound kind of worshipy though. It's kind of re- it repetitive does, yeah. in that way. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next one. You've got your reasons. Reasons just to walk away. No one would blame you if you didn't want to face the pain. You find yourself up against the wall. You're scared to push because it might fall. And it just might change your life. You're on the edge. Now take one step. And you might find you'll fly. 
You never know what will happen next. Don't be afraid to let go this time. It might just change your life. That has very little spiritual woo-woo vocabulary in it. And I think the lyrics are a little too... They're not repetitive enough to be worship songs. They got to be easier. People are already getting lost on slide two on that one. I'm going to, so I think it's secular, but it's not ringing a bell for bonus points. I can't. So I will say this. Uh Oh, probably not all these songs are technically going to be sung in church. All right. All right. So these are, these are, we'll say, yeah, we'll say this is a little bit more secular. Okay. So I guess like casting crowns, like secular versus K love. Okay. I gotcha. Because this is just might change your life by sidewalk profits. Oh, sidewalk profits. Okay. Yeah. I went deep. Yeah. These are cuts. (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm ready now. All right. I I dug deep. Strike one. Um, That's all right. Uh, let's do this one next. Um, I candy coat and cover everything, but I'm still hiding underneath. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. A thousand faces looking up at me, hands all pointing to the ceiling. Oh, what a feeling. I've got friends in highly low places. I'm standing on post and I'm posted up. Can't afford to lose them. I've got friends in highly low places. I'll go inside when I want to party, grab a girl and dance. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. Whoa, whoa. Why do I put myself in these situations? I keep pushing myself even though I can't take it at all. Boy, I'm not going to do well with this. I don't think I know these songs. I didn't, I didn't make it easy for you. No. And you have a very particular music taste that mm. I... <laughs> <laughs> I don't follow sometimes. So um these just feel like secular songs. Unless it's This just is some... secular. This is Whoa by Forever the Sickest Kids. I have no idea who that is. Oh really? Okay. I mm-hmm. thought that would have been Scott Spanhouse. So this next one. It also hurts that I'm just reading these as like I'm the second I you're doing an audition and I'm the other person reading no, the lines. That's what makes it tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I if I hear the melody, it's it's game yeah. over. But um this next one. I watch the proverbial sunrise coming up over the Pacific, and you might think I'm losing my mind, but I will shy away from the specifics. Because I don't want you to know where I am, because then you'll see my heart in the saddest state it's ever been. There is no place to try and live my life. Stop right there. That's exactly where I lost it. See that line. Well, I know I should have never crossed it. Well, I know I should have crossed it. Stop right there. Well, I never should have said that it's the very moment that I wish that I could take back. This, I'm going to say a Christian song. I think this is like a weirdly Christian song. This is Reliant K. This is who I am hates who I've been. Ah, okay. I'm just pulling little nuggets. Like it's just... Is that one about God or is it just relying K to talk? Because they can still talk about their girlfriends. That's also true. That's why I started finding it was one of them was like my girlfriend's ex-boyfriend. And I was like, Mm, okay, but I think it is a song a little bit about repentance. Um, Mm. So I've got three more for you. Okay. And one of them I've done, I've altered it a bit and we'll get to that one. All right. All right. Um, Well, that one's a special game. Okay. So this next one. Secular or K-Love? At 20 years of age, I'm still looking for a dream. A war's already waged for my destiny. 
but you've already won the battle and you've got great plans for me though i can't always see because i got a couple of dents in my fender i got a couple of rips in my jeans try to fit the this is a christian to- song stop right there i <laughs> this don't is, say anymore this is free to be me by francesca battistelli <laughs> <laughs> Is she a Christian artist? Yeah. Okay. I don't know if she like converted over to the secular side at some point. Yeah, I don't know. This was back in the day, at least. Okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. The plans for me is what it sold me. That's, yep. Okay. This last. So this is the next to last. I can sniff these out like a bloodhound. I just. My love, there's only you in my life. The only thing that's right. My first love. You're every breath that I take. You're every step that I make. And I, I want to share you all my life with you. No one else would do. In your eyes, your eyes, they tell me how much you care. Oh, yes, you will always be my endless love. Oh, that's a secular song. Yep. Is that in- Endless Love by uh, <laughs> Lionel Richie? <laughs> Lionel Richie, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is indeed. Yeah, so I, I didn't keep score, but you did pretty well. So this last one. Okay. Um, right. I changed one lyric to um church okay all or, right oh i think i may have messed it up Uh-oh. um well, let's but, see what happens yeah just, just um, read i'll probably sniff it yeah. out regardless. I, I what i want you to do is figure out at least where i altered it in the lyrics okay i That's bet it's the word church yeah, <laughs> <laughs> i got screwed up um so here are the lyrics <laughs> Um, I said certified freak seven days a week, wet ass church, <laughs> make that pull out game I week. Hate you <laughs> yeah. So much. yeah, you fucking with some wet ass church. Bring a bucket and a mop for this wet ass church. Give me everything you got for this wet ass church. Do you do you know where I changed the lyrics? I wonder where you changed the lyrics. <laughs> you are the biggest goober on earth. You get the platinum <laughs> award. For Goover of the Year. <laughs> it also doesn't help that Changing WAP to walk. Get out of here. Oh, also, I man. love Nicki Minaj and uh, Megan Thee Stallion. So. Megan Thee Stallion. The Stallion. The Thank you very stallion. much. Whew. Okay, so I think I... I what did I win? I only I missed one. Uh, I get ninety uh, percent. Another another jewel in your crown. Amazing, fantastic. <laughs> uh, well, our icebreaker today um, is a little bit more about uh, kind of how people are responding to the teachings of Jesus in this like weird Christian national identity yeah. world that we have. Um, that's always been around. It's always been a thing. Yeah. Um, but with social media, it's a lot more in front of us. Um, there was an interview that Russell Moore did. Um, Russell Moore uh, is an anti-Trump conservative. Um, he left the Southern Baptist Church because of Trump, pretty much. I was going to say, he just left like in 2021? 2021, 2020, something like that. Something like that, yeah. Um. He did like a big open letter and was just like, y'all have strayed from, it was a combination of that. And then also how they were dealing with, uh, the sex scandal, the sexual assault scandals Oh yeah. in the SBC. And he was just like, y'all are, 
What is he now? Is he is he still? So he's not Southern Baptist anymore because he left the. He, he's just Russell Moore. He's just Russell Moore. <laughs> he's just Russ. I think he's like the same church. I'm pretty sure. Um, they just left. Um, yeah, unaffiliated was, with the SBC. So yeah, gone. Yep. Um, but he was on a podcast. He was doing an interview, and he said, "You know, it's becoming all too common." right now where I'll have pastors who will walk up to me and they'll say, I was teaching a sermon on the Mount and I will um, say, you know, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry for you'll be filled. Blessed are the poor and needy for you will inherit the kingdom of God. Blessed are the meek. And somebody will come up to me afterwards and they will say, where did you get these liberal and soft teachings? Yeah. These are weak. These are weak. And, He's like, well, usually, and in Russell Moore's words, he was like, you know, and it's not that, you know, these are the teachings of Jesus, and the person says, well, I apologize, I didn't know. It's, these are the teachings of Jesus, and the person responds, well, you can't do that anymore. I find that so fascinating. I bump up against this all the time when people find out that I am, I was just having this conversation with somebody on Friday. They found out I used to be a pastor, and they said, "Well, what stopped you from being a pastor?" And I said, "I actually read the Bible for what it is, and I made some conclusions from that." And people are like, "Well, that's just not the way." Then I kind of show some verses that I were a little issue, you know, problematic for me or didn't make sense, and people go, "Well, that's just not the way I see it. I think God," and that's it's the same argument. People going, "Well, that's just not the way I see Jesus," and they ignore what the Bible's teaching. So it's like in the same interview with Russell, it's like. We have these macho men, you know, I, I can see exactly how they look. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, they just want this like tough capitalist Jesus who, you know, is all about freedom and, you know, freedom of speech and family and speaks men. English. Yeah. speaks English. <laughs> and then like you show them a verse that is contrary to this idea that they have of who God and Jesus is. And they go, well, that's just not, that doesn't fit my narrative. That, that, that doesn't fit. And it's so strange to me that these people would die for a Bible, like they would say that's their favorite book, but then they don't crack it open and actually, like, I guarantee these people say, what's your favorite? If you had to take it, you know, the famous question of if you could take one book on a dis- deserted island, which one would you take? People always like, the Bible. Always the Bible. But they have never Genesis, read it. Genesis 1-1 is my favorite verse. Yeah, absolutely. In, in the beginning. But I don't get it. Like, what, I mean... What do you make of this? Like these types of uh, people that uh, take on their own narrative of God and, and Christianity and avoid an actual conversation of what the Bible has to say about it. There's always been a bit of a struggle to contextualize um, Jesus in Western culture, uh, specifically in the way that he was doing, you know, rabbinic teachings and then trying to teach, you know, Western Europeans that who had their own culture. And so it like some of it just doesn't make sense for us, uh, yeah. for, you know, I, I, so like I, something somebody said like 2000 years ago might not immediately make sense. And I, Definitely. And, and so I think there's always, I think the, the machismo version or like trying to over masculinize Jesus 
is a way to wrestle with the fact that during that time, society was a hell of a lot more stratified than it was now. Yeah. Like you have, like you, yeah, Jesus is saying blessed are the poor. Fucking 99% of people were poor. Yeah. yeah. They weren't moving up. Nobody was moving up. Nobody, there was no rags to riches story in the Joseph is the one. And I think it's important to realize, like, when he's, Jesus is chatting in these, and doing sermons in cities and, and more populized places, that these people might have known what was going on in the political sphere. Like, they might have known there was a new king, or they might have known there was, you know, uh, a new ruler in some area. But it's, I was thinking about that one scene of Monty Python and the Holy Grail where, <laughs> like, the peasants are out in the field, and they're like, I'm your new king. And they're like, We've got a king. <laughs> like, <laughs> like most people don't even know what's I going on. Like, for you? They're just hanging out on the farm. And like, yeah, maybe someone yeah. roll up from time to time. But like it, we live in such a different world where we know what's going on in the White House five minutes after a decision has been made. Like where back in the day, it would take months for something to enact across, you know, a, a land or a country, whatever you have it. And even as recent as like. The Civil War, World War Two, even yeah, give it a hundred years. Word yeah. did word did not reach certain people that the war was over. Absolutely, until way too late. Days, and it was like, yeah. Well, shit. So like the the idea that you the the like this is like I do think Jesus has a lot more socialist tendencies than he does capitalist ones. Severely, definitely, um, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's a one-to-one ratio. Yeah. Um, and at least our understanding of socialism and our understanding of communism and our understanding of capitalism, because that wasn't a, those weren't ideas. No. Um, those were not, it wasn't a capitalist system. It was mm-hmm. very much a, an oligarchy. It was very much a, a meritocracy, different things like that, like depending on what fucking city you were in. Um, yeah. Like it's hard to understand who rules Judea. Is it King Herod? Is it Pilate? Is it the Pharisees? Like, it's just, right. like, sit down and think about that for a second and try to wrestle that with your American brain of a uh, three-branch of government. You're not going to. And so, kind of drawing this back, I think, like, the over-masculinizing of Jesus yeah. um, is often a way to try and wrestle with the fact that you don't agree with him. Yeah, people assume that Jesus like founded America and what the current version of America is trying to be. Yeah. And what I I think I just see people miss is that they are being sold a Christianity from other men and other uh you know these like macho dudes like uh what's his face uh you know from Mars Hill and all that jazz. Mark Driscoll. Yeah, like Mark Driscoll. It's like they've been sold this their lives growing up, and so they just assume that's how it goes. And to me, it comes down to the importance of the pulpit and people, the weight people give that. And people just go, like we talked about in an early episode, people just walk up to the pulpit, have a, a verse that they're going to preach from, and they kind of loosely tie their idea to that verse and then just spit off whatever they want about what they're feeling that day. You know, I see all these books in school. Let's talk about what was on the news yesterday. And this is what I think about it. And they just, 
spit off their own idea, but they don't actually look at the Bible and how it is applying in any factor, or they try to apply the Bible to a situation that was not meant to be applied to. But anyway, to kind of bring it back to this specific Sermon on the Mount, it baffles me that Jesus' sermon of saying, those who are poor, meek, merciful, pure in heart, that that's too soft, that like men yeah. should be not peacemakers, but warriors and not pure in heart. They should be impure and like... <laughs> impure in heart and <laughs> like, kill, I, kill, kill, kill. And I, what's funny is like, you can still make a case for the Sermon on the Mount and how it applies to like, and this is how I grew up with like being a man's man and a masculine man and still like have this gentle leadership. And now it's like people are just taking to the extreme of like, no, not even gentle leadership. Like you got to be just... You got to be a dick. Yeah, you got to just like freedom of speech first and, you know, shoot first and ask questions later kind of mentality. And it's like, what happened to this idea of like being second and putting others first in servant leadership and, and not yeah. just being a brute? Uh, there's I don't a, know. There was a skit. It was a British skit. And it was uh, a woman who doesn't care what other people think viewed by asshole by viewed as asshole by friends yes absolutely. she's just like i don't care what other people think if i have an opinion i'm gonna tell it to you straight to your face and it cuts to like friends of margie and it's like and she's a bitch like <laughs> she sucks yeah. we don't yeah. like her and it's just of course not like do you, do you think that is gonna win you many friends in life this attitude of like i don't care what other people think i'm just gonna like speak my mind i think there's like a place for being open and honest with your friends and telling your friends what's bothering you and stuff like that but at the same time like it, it, there's this have some gentleness yeah have some patience and kindness like all wrapped oh, up man. in there it, it it's cherry picking like certain verses of the bible to fit again a narrative instead of just and taking what, it all in what verse are you cherry picking they'll just take like the- random stuff of like oh see like uh, David's mighty men, like how they, uh, they just went um, in and took what yeah. they wanted or like, Oh, we got these verses. It's uh, I'm more or less just talking me. about like, uh, Jesus, because like he's talking like 80% of the time, you know? And like, at what point do you gather that he's a man's man? What's uh, the verse with David when he's in love with John? No, with Jesus. I'm, oh. I'm talking about Jesus, not David. <laughs> Jesus does not get, I guess you could say when he like turns the, t- the tables over in the temple, that's probably like the most, that's it. Macho pro wrestling movie made, but yeah, Jesus like for, and this is what's crazy how it's turned so quick because meek and mild. Jesus has been worshiped. And I would even just say like, presented and sold in that way for years that he was, you know, a peacemaker that came that was anti that that's what the Quakers saw. They, they saw Jesus as anti-war, anti-conflict, um, handling things with patience and kindness and love. Oh, and don't, I don't want anyone to be bad at me. Yeah. And suddenly (laughs) like, it's like people, it's just amazing that there's all these branches of Christianity that claim they have a personal relationship with Christ. And that's what really gets me. I'm going to get my high horse for a second, but it's like, if people really, Come really on, believe Scott. that they have a personal one-to-one actual connection, I'm not talking like some, oh, I'm just saying this as like an allegory. Like if they really think they pray 
and connect with Jesus. Why do we have so many different versions of Jesus out there that are being peddled? Why do we have televangelists that say Jesus wants us to make money and get rich? Why do we have some that say we're anti-war? Why do we some we should go to war and fight for the USA? If we're all talking to Jesus, at some point, he should tell some people, hey, shut up. Hey, this <laughs> like, is me. You should quit your job as a pastor. I, this is not who I am. And it baffles me that people get away with it. They'll just say, oh, I talked to Jesus and he said this. And it can be 100% the opposite of what Jesus told somebody else. I, I yep. don't understand that. But Russell Moore, I will say, I'll end it here, is I've always liked him. When I was in the, in the church world and uh, when I would visit the Southern Seminary, I always respected the dude. I thought he had a good head on his shoulders. Um, yep. I still want him to take a couple more steps farther. And yeah, same. But <laughs> I think leave, that he, I like, him. I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll say that as well. Like, I think like he at least critically thinks about it because as a conservative, yeah. he's anti-gun mm-hmm. because he's a Christian and he's put out a big thing that was like, should Christians own guns? And he was like, no. Damn. Yeah. Full stop. He was just like, you don't, at, at what point in the Bible does it say like that you should own any sort of weapon? Yeah, right. Um, he was, so he was I, a good dude, like, good one. Yeah, he's a good dude, and he critically thinks about stuff, and he you know approaches that to our culture. Um, our main topic today. Speaking of dudes. Speaking of dudes. Speaking of getting lost in the sauce. <laughs> speaking of everything. Um, today we're going to talk about two of the worst parents in the Bible. <laughs> Um, the Holy Mother Mary, that almost a third of the world probably <laughs> prays to in some capacity. Yep. Well, she's not a good mom. Oof. How about that? You hear that, Catholics? Coming for you. Let's do it. We're in your, Luke 2. You and your shitty Cheez-Its. <laughs> Cheez-Its. It'd be something they made him cheese flavored. Why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, I like, think cheese be against that. He's probably yeah, like, damn, he's so boring. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why can't we have daily bread that's like you know, got cheese rolled up into it or like yeah. pepperoni rolls? Hey, y'all, I said daily, <laughs> daily bread, not daily plastic. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, come on. All right. Well, Luke two forty one. Yeah. Every year, his parents, capital H. Traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover <laughs> festival. When he, capital H, was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, they were returning. As they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Jesus sneaking out, age 12. Oh, oh, playing hooky. Smoking weed behind the gas station. And probably, you know. Dealing fentanyl. Um, assuming <laughs> oh he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three more days, they found him in the temple complex, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Pause. Pause. This is generously three days yeah. of not knowing where your kid is. And one of those days, you weren't with him and you just assumed. 
Yeah, if I recall like, watching the show The First 48, you have almost 0% chance of finding somebody <laughs> after 48 hours. So I don't know how on earth that they went a chill. Now, here we got to figure out the math. They they leave and go a day's journey, which I'm assuming is like, I don't know, probably walking for maybe, I don't know how long people walked, 8 or 10 hours maybe, something like that. Beats me. Well, he was traveling in the party. They went a day's journey. So it's a day's journey from Jerusalem to wherever they were yeah. living at the time. So we can say that. Yeah. And then then they began looking for him among the relatives. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. So I think it was a day's journey. And, and then when they back. got home, well, when they got home, they spent a day um, there uh, looking for him. And then when they couldn't find him, they did the day's journey back. So that's one way to interpret it. Uh, the other yeah. is it was a day's journey. Then they couldn't find him. A day's oh, journey shit. back. Day's journey back. <laughs> and then they spent three days in Jerusalem and could not find him for three days. I think they took a little vacay. I think they I think they went a day's journey. No, no. Or the Bible is silent, I am silent. <laughs> and then I think they go, you know what, Mary? It's kind of nice not having Scott. The kids this is mm, this is the mother Mary. She's never done anything. That wrong Jesus, in her he's kind of a know-it-all. You know, it's kind of nice yeah. to have a little breathing room. Let's just take Boy, it. Let's go to the lake. Let's Jesus. get on the pontoon. God, <laughs> you ever notice how preachy our son is? <laughs> I'm sure at twelve, yeah, he was like, actually, the Sabbath is on Saturday, yeah. not actually, Sunday. The Sabbath, yeah. <laughs> Sabbath's was made for man, and not for man made for the Sabbath. Shut up, Jesus. This is just like, I want to bully my own son. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is why you're getting picked on in the playground. Jesus. (laughs) Really? The last should be first. Not the first should be last. last. I know when God's coming back and no one, actually, no, I don't. Actually, no, I don't. I do, but I don't. (laughs) But I don't. Wait, I do, but I don't. My dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> I know something about the Holy Spirit that you don't know. It's me, but also it's not me. me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to die for that to happen. I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> God, I would want to get away from him for two days. <laughs> Just all the time he's eating his cereals, like Rice Krispies coming down his chin. <laughs> you know, if two men are in a fight, you can actually... You know, you shouldn't stop them by grabbing their testicles or else you should cut out the woman's hand. That's what it says in Moses' law. Yeah. <laughs> Thank so you dad, once again for that, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Mary's just like, boy, I've got to deal with that the rest of the day with, in my brain. <laughs> Why are you looking for the living among the dead? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Joseph comes home and he's just like, boy, our finances are in terrible shape. And he's like, actually, blessed are the poor in spirit. <laughs> you know, there's actually no place that says give 10% for tithing. Tithing really is just part of the own cut. Blah, 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 blah. Joseph's like, well, <laughs> being rich in spirit ain't going to pay for your <laughs> Hebrew school, is it? Actually, blessed are the merciful. So you should be merciful to me. You shouldn't be punishing me. <laughs> no wonder he died early. Oh. Um, Joseph, not hey, Jesus. He lived. He lived again. He lived again. It's fine. I'm talking about Joseph. I'm talking I, oh. about Joseph. No <laughs> wonder he croaked. Croaked. Yeah. Oh Lord. Um. So he, and then he's just doing the same thing with these rabbis. Yeah. He walks in. He's just like, 
actually, these are the 17 points in your sermon that you like. This is the equivalent of like somebody writing uh, notes about the church service and what can be improved on the back of like a program and like leaving that in a pew. This is a notch up. Oh, yeah. He's just yeah. know it all to like, the max, knows everything. I bet I can yeah. count how many hairs are on your head right now. One, two, yeah. One, three, two, three four. four, five, <laughs> six, seven. Just eight. kidding. I already know what that. I saw is. you in your mom's womb. Yeah. <laughs> You're on your fifth marriage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna draw this in the sand. Look, this is you. This, this is, is you. me. I'm gonna make a post route. You're gonna block this defender that comes over here. <laughs> I know every Super Bowl winner. <laughs> I know what a Super Bowl is. I know what a Super Bowl is. <laughs> this is somehow the stupidest bit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Okay, so. When his parents saw him, they were astonished, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you for five days. Why yeah. were you searching for me? He asked them. <laughs> Didn't you know that I... <laughs> <laughs> to be in my this is a sacrilegious episode I think we've done. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. Oh. <laughs> but they did not understand what he had said to him. Why are you searching for me? Didn't you know that I would be in my father's I house? Knew where, I, was, I knew exactly where you guys were. And Joseph is just over there like, well, fuck me, right? <laughs> okay, I'm a <laughs> I, bad dad, all right? I'm a bad right, stepdad. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry that it wasn't my seed, dude. Like... <laughs> Looks at Mary. <laughs> oh my God! You know there was a fight about it. You know there was oh, a fight 100%. about it. Percent. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do you think Joseph, whenever he got mad at Jesus, was like, "Mary, your son." Yeah. Like, not mine. <laughs> not mine. That boy ain't kin. <laughs> we had James. Your son. James is fine. He's playing soccer this year. He's, He's playing doing soccer. Great. He's doing great. Jesus is over just drawing in the dirt again. Yeah. <laughs> Making tables. Not even that good at tables. Not even that tables. <laughs> this is Evans will actually moment. Um, actually. Actually. It wouldn't have made sense for Jesus to be a carpenter because primarily the resource in that time was stone, so he was more likely a stonemason. Shut <laughs> uh, actually actually oh the spirit of jesus is taking over heaven the spirit of, oh it's the holy spirit actually 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 i just love the idea of jesus being kind of like a really short frumpy kid with like glasses too big for his face I'm imagining like those kids <laughs> with like the far side comics like they yes. just have like glasses and like pinstripe shirts <laughs> and they're budgy. <laughs> oh, all right. So I so they take three days. They find is this him. is this all that we're doing is just reading this verse and just making fun of pretty much. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what people sign up for with this thing is just silly, silly takes on very sacred and meaningful Text. verses for everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> you know how somebody read this one time and was like. Oh, Jesus was a kid just like me. And we're yeah. just like, yeah, but he probably got bullied. Yeah, he probably sucked. For being a nerd. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> if past Scott could see me now, I think he would just croak, just have oh, man. a heart attack from pure sacrilegious stress. 
My favorite image is the Joseph that we don't get in the Bible. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like my favorite. Grind. It's a day-to-day, like, coming home. Oh, and it's exhausted. just like, Jesus, like, can you pick up your shoes, man? And he's like, oh, what are you, my dad? And it's like, <laughs> fuck, okay. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God, actually. So I don't even need those shoes. You can throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, come eat your dinner. Man, it's not live by bread alone. All right, I'm eating it. No, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. <laughs> I love the idea of being like one or two moments like that where it's just like. No, actually, total... I'm, I'm actually hungry. I'm actually hungry. <laughs> Joseph is just exhausted all the time. And so is Mary. Just, Mary, I just oh, see her sure. like rubbing her eyes all the time, just like. 17 kids. Oh. classic catholic family i can't keep doing this i cannot with this man (laughs) oh that sounds great honey yeah that sounds Um, oh isn't what's gonna happen oh really which world series is this oh yeah mom watch (laughs) mom watch i'm turning water into wine that's nice honey you didn't watch no i saw again uh women have eyes in the back of their heads moms do so (laughs) look i look i resurrected this frog that i that died look (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is, and you brought it into the house. How nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I found these cats and I resurrected them all. Can we keep them? <laughs> uh, I think they might be better outside. I asked my dad if I could keep them and he said yes. My father said that we're all his creatures. We're all his do you children. Think, do you think Jesus called his do you think Jesus called Joseph dad? That's a great yes. question. Like, did you call him dad or Joseph? <laughs> Probably just Joseph. I think it really rubbed him the wrong way, the whole situation. Yeah. So they find him in the temple, annoying all the professionals. They're all just like, oh, thank God the parents are. It's like when a student gets left at school, like after school program, and the parents don't pick him up. They're just waiting outside by the bus stop. Like, it's like a kid following your. finally showed up. Kid following this teacher around. Actually, Tyrannosaurus Rex wasn't the biggest teacher, wasn't the biggest dinosaur. <laughs> and this is called a steam engine. <laughs> oh my god! So Actually, Velociraptors dumb. wouldn't have been around at the same time. <laughs> oh, I cannot with this right this now. This is the equivalent of a dinosaur kid of oh, that it time. Is. Absolutely, he's just a know-it-all to the, to the max. He knows all. He truly knows all. He's a know-all. <laughs> he's a know-all. <sighs> and okay, and so the, the, the 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 rabbis uh, pass it off to the parents. And as a former preschool teacher, can tell you that this was the conversation. He reads so good. Yeah. <laughs> as in, hey, like, holy shit! I hate that your kid is so smart. Yeah. Please, like. Get Please him off of my feed schedule. him lead paint chips, whatever you can. <laughs> like, expose him to some kind of asbestos. I don't want to be around this kid. Oh, all right. So here we have 47. And all who heard him somehow were amazed. Do you think they really were amazed? Or they were just like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. that's nice. That's amazing. I think they were, they were amazed that he probably knew as much as he did. Because what I imagine is he was just kind of like, Somehow, one or another, they just got into kind of a quizzing about the Torah. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I in initially interpret this as, is that they are kind of going back and forth on the Torah. And he's and for like three insane. days, he was just like knocking it out of the park. And they're like, well, what about this? 
I'd say the first 45 minutes they were impressed. And they were like, <laughs> yes, okay, we know. I memorized the entire book of Deuteronomy. Want to hear me do it? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so they said, uh, all were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, why are you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. Something about like trains or something that he was talking about. <laughs> Things got more to do with the father's house bit. <laughs> and he went um, down with them and came to Nazareth and he was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. What a good mom. And fuck Joseph. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And Jesus became everybody's favorite person at the So end. that's an interesting verse. It is. When Jesus was born, was he fully God and fully man, or did he have to develop into fully God and fully man? This has been debated for centuries. And we're going to figure it out right now. And we are going to solve it. <laughs> Uh, there was big. I was just listening to something about this on um, early churches and how one of the first divisions was was Jesus born with all this knowledge, all the God power within him, or did he gain gain it later? And one of the first splits was he didn't gain it until he was baptized. That's when he fully became God. So in some aspects, people say Jesus was just a dude at this point, just an annoying little twelve year old that followed the rules, and then when he got baptized, which does make sense, and I actually would fall in that camp because in the verse where he's baptized, it says a dove comes down, the Spirit of the Lord, during baptism. Do you, would that camp know, would that camp say that Jesus knew that God was his dad? Um, That Jesus knew His entire life, his entire life. Um, I don't know. I think he... I think they would say he gained it over time. Like I think in this verse that he mm. increased in wisdom. So I think Jesus kind of slowly it's kind of like a you know, like a Spider Man kind of I was about to say like an X Man. Yeah, like he was kind of bit by the Holy Spirit as a kid, but he wasn't fully in the suit until later. Yeah. But, I think a better analogy is just like um I mean Superman's the classic like Jesus yeah, analogy, of you know. And just Clark and Martha sit down with him, they're like, son. It's time for you to realize you're not from this world. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he flies around the world and cries and then laser beams a Roman soldier. Perfect analogy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, no, like it's definitely, I, I can see that. I do like the idea of Jesus being like fully God, like as a 12 year old and but also being fully a 12-year-old shithead. Well, and that's, yeah, the other camp is that he was born with all the God power, which kind of makes sense in some case, like for a verse like this. um, What's I find interesting is that we don't really have any other verses about Jesus' childhood except this one. Um, If I recall. This is the only one that he, this is the only one that he offered up. Yeah, like this is the only kid story. Jesus, what were, what were you like as a kid? Well, was one time my parents left me for five days 
And I was like totally talking to the rabbis. And they were all like, oh, what's this? And I, I was, you know, dishing out answers left and right. And finally, my parents showed up and they were like, you know, you made us worried sick. Why would you do that? And I, and I said, why'd you assume that I would be walking with you? Wouldn't you know I was in, I would be in my father's house? And they didn't get it because my parents don't understand. Yeah, they just like they're not cool enough. They don't understand what I'm going they're, through they're as not, a twelve year old. Yeah, they're not they're not cool like you, Mary Magdalene. <laughs> yeah, I, he, I Evans Evans heresy counter is like through the roof. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know the 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 debate of whether I'm always fascinated by that. There's no stories of him as a kid, and it really we only have the stories of him as we have. Multiple stories of him as a baby being born, and then we have all the stories of him in his ministry, but we don't know what he was like as a teenager, and not even until he was 30 or, um, <clears throat> is when we finally get idea of what Jesus was like. So what was he like at 18, 21, 25? This is, and we'll see if this gets kept in the podcast. Oh, boy. But, <laughs> like, so the whole idea of Jesus suffered every temptation— Oh, I know you're going. He has to. He has to. We have to make every episode. I know. There's (laughs) got to be one. Um, This this podcast is rough for morning (sighs) listeners. But did Jesus ever experience the temptation to masturbate? I would say that in a traditional sense, he never did. Because it'd be the same way of saying, did he ever have the temptation to... Uh, well, I don't know. It's that's the tri- he, trickiest part. He, yeah, he knew everything that you would go through, and he has he had to come and be man to be man and go through all what man do, man do what man do, so he could be <laughs> so he could be the perfect sacrifice. So he had to conquer temptation. That was what I was taught was that he was tempted in the same ways that humans would be. So he had the temptation to, sure. Yeah. But uh, just kind of actually doing the deed it's just I, in a traditional sense, I don't know. Kind of kind of funny Jesus being at like a food market and this guy's like, "Melons, get your melons." Oh my and god. And he's like, Ooh. <laughs> "Oh my god." <laughs> so... Oh man, I don't know. <laughs> I'm cutting pomegranates over here. <laughs> I cannot. I cannot with you today. Yeah, I I think he was tempted as a kid uh, in any that sense. That also brings up a further question. So if you believe that homosexuality is a sin, did Jesus get tempted to be gay? Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. It is a good <laughs> melons question. Melons in a cucumber. I got melons in a cucumber over here. <laughs> I think it raises a good question, though, of like if he was tempted in every way that we, as a I would say as a Southern Baptist would think of what sin is. Did he experience this? Would he ever put in all those situations that everybody was put in? Right. Um, and I think it's a tough one to answer because it's, it gets really dicey between what's at what point is a sin, uh, you know, a sin. Like, well, yeah. At what point is it, is it sin? Is it, that's just the desire to do it. So we'll keep it easy with like, you know, with like stealing, like just by wanting to steal and coveting in a sense, because coveting is just wanting something that's not yours. If you think about it, but so like, the sin is with the commandment, 
Thou shalt not cover, covet thy neighbor's wife. Yeah, or his donkey, or, or his, his ass, neighbor. or your neighbor's ass. Your the actual ass. like verbiage is neighbor's wife. So you covet whatever. Yeah. So whether you like, did he ever want his neighbor's wife or his neighbor's donkey? You know, in that sense, yeah. it's like that's a tough one to say. At what point did he get tempted to want? It really gets granular very quickly, <laughs> and I think. That's where it gets dicey with where in the church, if it gets, at least in my experience growing up, is once it gets, gets really dicey and a little too kind of uh, philosophical in this kind of sense, people just want to drop it and go, well, he was just perfect. And he was perfect in everything he did. And that, that's that. He was just the perfect sacrifice. So he couldn't. He couldn't have. Yeah. Um, and then that just, that opens doors because then it says, well, if, if he never had those temptations, then how does he really know? Because that's the whole yeah. comfort of Jesus being who he was is that. He's and the God he who perfect, experienced. Yeah. And was he perfect because he overcame the temptations? Or was he perfect to begin with and therefore could survive the temptations? Honestly, that was what early churches debated because they said he couldn't be the great comforter if he didn't go through those things himself. If he was perfect to begin with, like you said, he had to meet adversity and, and conquer it, not just endure it with the perfect score. Like, oh, well, I'm God and I'll never sin. It's impossible for me to sin. He had to be tested by time. Uh, yeah, these verses are fascinating of like whether Jesus was, like he was going back to 52, they increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God. I, I think find it interesting that it puts favor with God and man. I know. Like, I understand the favor with man. Like, okay, he's getting more popular. He's getting more notoriety in, you know, the, the public. Like but, God's just sitting up there like, we'll see how this is kid of mine turns out well and that's what's kind of interesting is like if we do believe that christ became god at the baptism that does implicate that he could have gone wrong and like he had to start over like i that's what i kind of wonder i remember thinking about this as a kid of like were there like other jesuses that just didn't make it like maybe they were born of a virgin (laughs) They had like almost, they got almost to the right level and then they me- they messed up. Like they, they got to the food market with the guy with the melons and they just gave <laughs> in that day. <laughs> that's, that's too much. Woo. Woo. That's too, too much woman for me. <laughs> <laughs> Every Jesus I do encounter that same man at the food market. He's the final boss of purity. <laughs> Is Josiah the Melon Man? <laughs> Josiah the Melon Man. <laughs> melons over here. He just puts some like big get burlap melons. sack, just like melons. <laughs> nice juicy melons. <laughs> it's like when selling them for a pair each. Baloo the bear puts in coconuts into the Jungle Book and just bouncing around. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jesus! Is just like I can't. This is the day. <laughs> This is the day. It's Fuck Melon it. Man Day. <laughs> and he knows ahead of time. But he's starting to gain some of that extra power. He's like, I, he's I feel like, something coming today. I feel something coming. Josiah the Melon Man. <laughs> it's going to be the most ultimate trial. The ultimate trial. I know I'm going to have to deal with the devil later later in ministry, but boy. But Josiah the Melon Man. <laughs> Josiah the Melon Man. I know I'll be okay. This is worse than being crucified. <laughs> it's where drag was born, too. The godfather of drag. 
Josiah the Melon Man. Josiah the Melon Man. Oh my God. He has no idea either. He's just he's just selling fruit, just slinging fruit. Yep. God oh. created him just to tempt <laughs> just all of his children. Tempt the thirty Jesuses that came before the real Jesus. Finally, he was looking away though. He wore like special sunglasses or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh was it by convenience? Gosh. Like, did he have to like bend down and like look at a rock? <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta look away. <laughs> I gotta look away. Melons, <laughs> get your melons here. <laughs> Jeez. Final this thoughts. Is dumb. <laughs> Final thoughts on our stupidest episode ever. <laughs> oh man. Um. My final thought is one: I can't get Josiah the Melon out of my mind now for the rest of my life. But good. Um, I'm still intrigued that this is the only story of Jesus as a kid. Um, I've, I've always just find it fascinating that if this is the word of the Lord that God wants us to have, why can't we just get a few more stories? Like, why is it just such a big yeah. gap? Like, I, I just feel like if we have more literature on celebrities that no one cares about at, at hand than we do about Jesus's life growing up, you know, it's like, it's amazing that, one of the most important and divisive and uh, influential figures in all of history. And we have like nothing from zero to 12 and then from 12 to 30, like there's just huge gaps. So, um, but as far as this verse is concerned, he's always taught to me about just how special Jesus was as a kid and that he was kind of anointed at a young age um, and that he was just, always able to amaze people with the way he handled the word of the Lord. Um, but I don't know, the more you dig into it, and that's why I love doing this podcast is just by even rereading it a couple of times, you realize like there's so many little gaps and questions that pop up. And this is why I love doing this. Like these are the questions I had when I was 12 and when I was 16 reading this verse, but I would never say them out loud because they yeah. would always seem sacrilegious or stupid. Um, and now we're getting sacrilegious up in here. And now we are doing it, yeah, just on a microphone. But yeah, what do you think, Evan? What's your final thought on? Uh, yeah, I, I think the exact same. It's it's uh, it is the only story about Jesus between being a babe and being a babe. Um, it's creepier than I wanted to sound. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> between being a baby and then being an adult. Um, and it's just kind of an odd story that's thrown in there. We don't really know, like, what is the purpose? Is it to say that he had that knowledge, that he was a special kid? Or is it to say that Joseph and Mary were shit parents? Kind of. Like, is, <laughs> a it, is, bit. It, is it a bit of column A, bit of column B? Um, yeah, very interesting verse. Um, what are you plugging? What are you been consuming? What do you, what's what's on your... Um... Um, well... I guess what's on, your, what's on your schmuzz list? What's on the list? I don't know. I guess just because it's on my mind, but I'll plug uh, Kings Island. I just went there over the weekend, and it was. I like to remember it as, it's like streaming Walmart Plus. You get like it's like a, a there's a specific concentration of people at theme parks that I Walmart I Plus. It's, it's like everybody that you would see at Walmart, but outside riding rides with their shirts off a lot of tattoos a lot of like very faded and very interesting amateur tattoos that i found like i was really enjoying that is pot calling the kettle black hey 
I have tattoos. They're not great. They're okay. I'm just saying, like, I think I, someone nice. had like a Pumbaa and Timon the size of their entire <laughs> back. I think is a little different than having my wife on my arm. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. A lot. Like one was like Daddy's Little Angels was on like a another tattoo. There was just all sorts of like very amateurish looking tattoos. But Daddy's uh, Little Angels is the biker gang that's been like. That's been like hired to protect the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Daddy's little angels. Daddy's but, little angels. Uh, still fun. Had a good time. Yeah. Uh, not not quite as my stomach got a little queasy on a few of the rides because I'm old now. But uh, I still love roller coasters. It's a blast. But I'll plug that. Yeah, go to Kings Island if you are in the Midwest area. Why not? Fun time. Yeah. What about you, Evan? Um, we started watching what we do in the shadows, the new oh, season. Nice. So freaking good. Um, waited till Katie got back from her field season to start doing it, but, uh, hilarious up and down. Can't recommend it enough. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. You can find us on social media uh, at OnBlessPod, wherever you get your social media. Um, you can also email us at OnBlessPodcast at gmail.com. Um, or just keep it simple now. Go to our website, www.unblessedpodcast.com. And we got all the information there, our social media links, a little About Me page. Everything's there. Is it Pod or Podcast? Maybe unblessed, uh, unblessed podcast, unblessedpodcast.com. Yeah. There it is, unblessed podcast. Dearly yeah. beloved, welcome to the unblessed podcast. I love that. This I, apparently, Evan hasn't seen it yet. So <laughs> I have not. I have not. This is, I'm listening, I'm looking at this for the first time. So keep um, it simple. No more checking all these social media. Just go there and you'll find everything you need about us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we really appreciate you. Uh, our website also looks pretty fun. Um, <laughs> Dope. A little surprise uh, for Evan today, I guess. Yeah. You know what? That's good. It'll pick me up. And without further ado, don't forget to close your Bible. <laughs>